Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to do something really different. Really different because I'm just solo here today. No Dewey, nobody to interview, just you and me talking about a aggression case, a cat aggression case. Also, something I've never done before is just read through the case information and kind of talk through it with the audience. And I couldn't really figure out a way to have Dewey involved in this. So, I just decided instead of blabbing to him and having him be bored, I would just record this myself. So, today we're going to be talking about a cat named Jasper. And Jasper's mom, Debbie, name has been changed, Um, emailed me an initial contact form. And I always ask potential behavior case clients to start with that so that I get background information. And I haven't shared with the audience or anyone really before what that background information is that I collect. So, I thought I'd share that with you today and, and kind of run you through what my thought processes are in a very complicated aggression case. So, here goes. Debbie has a cat named Jasper, and she's guessing that Jasper is an Egyptian Mao mix. And the cat is 13. He's a neutered male. He's been neutered since uh, he was young, under a year old. He's not declawed. This is not her first cat. She got him from friend, relative. She got him when he was eight months old. And the background, I I always ask on the form, list anything you know about your cat's life before you adopted them. And it says that uh, he and his littermate were found abandoned as very small kittens and taken to a humane society where they were spayed and neutered there and microchipped. And then they were adopted together and living with an owner until she moved in with her boyfriend and he wouldn't allow the cats. So, that's when somebody called to see if um, Debbie would like those cats. She describes her cat's personality. And and in this case, I give people a a drop-down menu. So, it's either like shy or so on and so forth. And in this case, she picked confident, social, easygoing, trusting, and bold. Jasper spends about four to six hours a day alone. He's an indoor-only cat. And then I ask them to list all the other two-legged household members and uh, their age, because sometimes that's important, um, you know, to just kind of know what that household looks like and what the cat's dealing with, little kids or things like that. And and I always ask that they list their uh, relationship. So, in this case, she has a boyfriend. And he is 39 years young. 
And then I ask that they list all the other pets in the household and the species and, you know, their relationship and whatnot. So the other, there's one other cat in the household, that's Alice, and that is his litter mate that he was found with. So then I say, describe your cat's behavior issues you wish to modify. And she says, Jasper has exhibited aggressive behaviors towards others for many years. He recently began increasingly aggressive with the women who come to clean my house and even more so after my boyfriend moved in. He's started attacking me physically, scratching and biting whenever he gets upset with my boyfriend's presence. Many times, Jasper will climb into my boyfriend's lap or even allow the boyfriend to pet him briefly, but then he will become aggressive towards him. So then I ask, when did that behavior begin? And she lists June of 2021. And then I ask, what do you think might have caused the behavior? And she says, I can only guess it was when my boyfriend moved in, though he started being aggressive to the cleaning layers ladies several months prior. The cat, obviously, not the boyfriend. <laughs> and then I ask, how often does the behavior occur? And she says, one or two times a day. And then I ask, what have you already tried to correct the behavior. And again, this is a multi-choice list. And one of the choices is uh, physical punishment. And I give some examples, nose booping, tapping, slapping, spanking, et cetera. And they can can pick multiple answers. And and she did. Another is verbal or noise. And I give some examples like yelling, no, stop, or a penny can or clapping hands. And then other is another choice. She, she picked all three of those. And then it says, if other, please explain. And she says, trying to distract Jasper, ignoring the behavior, physically removing him from our laps, hissing back, throwing a blanket over him, stress control food, and calming treats. And then I ask, how did your cat respond to what you described? And she says, got worse. So then... Um, What are your goals for your cat's behavior? Says we want to understand why he's become more aggressive, learn how to best manage him when he behaves this way, and hopefully decrease or eliminate the behavior to keep him and us and others safe. So then I ask about um, who they go for a vet and when was the most recent vet exam and list um, diseases and illnesses. And so the, the last vet exam was in June, and she lists pancreatitis, UTI, which is a urinary tract infection, acne, and microhepatica as uh, current or past illnesses. And then I asked them to list any medications or supplements or homeopathic remedies the cat's taking. And she lists gabapentin and pet naturals of Vermont calming treats. Then I ask, what brand of food do you feed your cat? She says, Hills Prescription Diet, Urinary Care, CD, Stress and Hills Prescription Diet, Kidney Care, which is KD. And then I ask, are you, is it dry or wet or whatever? And she says, it's primarily dry and always available. Canned and wet treats are given occasionally. So when I get a, a you know a, an initial consult form like this, I always 
ask additional questions because, you know, that's really hard to try to make any diagnosis for behavior or, you know, based on that. So I follow up with, okay, I've processed all that information and, and here's, here's some additional information that I feel like I need. So I did that. And I, the first question I asked was, I said, you, you stated that the behavior started just a month ago on June 1st, but I'm confused that it's just a month ago, but you said his aggressive behavior started to the cleaning lady several months prior to the boyfriend getting moved in. So can you help me get a clear picture of the timeline? When, when exactly did the aggression start and when did the boyfriend move in? So she says that in early 2014, that the aggression started towards others right after he'd been diagnosed with the pancreatitis. He says the behavior would occur whenever we'd go to the vet, but he also started being aggressive with some friends. With vet visits, it got so bad that the vet couldn't give him a proper exam and I would have to bring him in a soft carrier so at least he could get his vaccines through the carrier, I'm supposing. The vet really wanted to be able to examine him, so he suggested gabapentin as it's processed through the kidneys instead of the liver and would calm him down enough to be examined. Then she goes on and to say that um, there was another friend that the cat was aggressive to and that the cat would uh, approach the person, rub against them, and then would act aggressively when the friend would try to pet him. He said, she says, I always chalked up the behavior to Jasper possibly having PTSD regarding the vet and being overstimulated when other people were around. Then she says, in 2017, so this is now three years later past the first aggression, she says uh, she received a video from her house cleaning service showing Jasper lashing out and trying to attack the women cleaning the home. And then in 2018, she got a new cleaning company and she said didn't seem to be an issue until earlier this year, which would be earlier 21. And so she says, in the last two to three years, my vet recommended the Hills CD with stress control, and it really seemed to help with the aggression. He was on that diet until around January of this year when the vet recommended the KD. And it wasn't long after making this switch that the aggressive behavior started with the cleaning ladies. And then the boyfriend moved in in May of this year, 2021. And so then I asked, you know, how does the cat and the boyfriend get along? And she says, Jasper sometimes appears to be perfectly fine around the boyfriend, rubbing against him and letting him pet him. And then he realizes it's like he snaps and all of a sudden he meows loudly, flattens his ears, hisses, and especially if the boyfriend speaks. And so she says, he, the cat Jasper, acts out a lot less whenever I'm away from the home and he doesn't exhibit any of these behaviors when the boyfriend's not here. So then I asked, was there any products or anything different about the cleaning ladies that they were using? And she said, no, she really didn't notice anything like that. She said, uh, but she really thinks 
that it had more to do with the food changing. So I said on the form, it asks, what have you tried to correct the behavior? And you said, trying to distract Jasper. What did you distract him with? And she said, we've tried to distract him with toys, treats, snapping my fingers, talking to him, petting him to get him to look at me instead of the boyfriend. Then I said, when you said the behavior got worse, did you mean right after the corrective measures or increasingly more aggressive over a long period of time? And she says that he's gotten increasingly more aggressive for the past seven years. I've never seen him look the way he does or make the noises he makes currently. She says, for lack of a better description, there have been times where it's almost like Jasper is barking. His meows are very loud and high-pitched. His pupils get so dilated, and he'll hunker down into a ball and flatten his ears in a way that I've never seen. He's also upset himself to the point of urination and defecating in a small amount. So then I asked her, you took Jasper to the vet just a few weeks ago, and you list current and past illnesses as the pancreatitis, UTI, acne, and the microhepatica. Which of these are current and which are past? And she says the microhepatica is the only current or chronic condition. The others were past due acute diagnosis. And then I said, uh, asked about the gabapentin. How long has he been on the gabapentin and how much are you giving him? And why did the vet describe it? Was it to affect the aggression or something else? And she said he's been on 100 milligram of gabapentin for maybe three to four years. And only when we go to the vet to help with the aggression he has at the vet. She said, although at the most recent appointment, the vet suggested giving him an eighth of a pill Um, two times a day to help with the aggression. And while it does seem to help, I really don't like the idea of giving him medication all the time. I think I've only given him three or four doses since 2016. So then I asked more about the food. I said, you're feeding um, the prescription CD and KD, and you said primarily dry, and that you're free feeding dry and canned is given on occasion. How much can do you give and how often? She says the three ounce can, and it's rare is a better word to describe than occasionally. Alice and Jasper will share the can, and it's been about three weeks since I last gave them a can. So then I asked, how is Alice's health since this is a sibling and same age? And she said, Alice has very early signs of kidney disease. She's lost a lot of weight, about two pounds in the last five months, doesn't seem to want to eat her dry food. And that started mid-April, according to the vet. She seemed healthy otherwise. So then I asked, how did the cats get along? And she said, I think they get along well for the most part. Jasper can sometimes be a bully and want to push her around, mainly when she's sitting in my lap and that's where he wants to be. Other than that, they do play, groom each other, curl up and nap each other. You know, occasionally there's some some fighting, but other than that, they get along fine. Then I asked, does Jasper consistently use the litter box or have you had litter box issues? And she said he does consistently use the litter box and um, doesn't have any issues other than when he gets so upset, he urinates or defecates on himself. So, then she goes on to say, really appreciate you trying to help us. 
And to make things even more complex, my boyfriend and I are wanting to try to start to have a baby soon. And I'm nervous about how Jasper will react to having a baby in the home. And I think that's a very valid concern at this point. (laughs) So, when I get all this information on something that's, you know, very complex and a behavior that's been going on for so long, you know, I, this is where I really rely on my, my gut and my intuition. What's my intuition telling me about this? I don't ever bill myself as an animal communicator because I don't, you know, I don't go into a meditative state and reach out to Jasper and, and, you know, talk to him about why he's acting this way. That's, I'm not able to communicate with animals on that level, but I do have really, really good intuition. And um, I always follow my intuition when my gut tells me something, it's very rarely wrong. So my first instinct on this was looking back at the history and the timeline. The very first episode started right after a pancreatitis diagnosis and and the vet trips obviously being the trigger, which is common. You know, cats don't like to leave a home. They're very territorial. You load them up in a cat carrier and that's scary and you're on the car ride and then you get there and that, you know, of course they're aggressive at the vet. I kind of take that out of the equation because that seems normal to me. And I do agree when a vet says, give them gabapentin before you come to the office, it's going to help calm them down. I think that's a good idea and you should probably do that. I, I don't think that's that's an issue. But I'm thinking medical on this, right? And and two things make me think that. One is the the medical conditions and the age. This cat is 13. He's got quite a bit of a history of of issues, medical issues. He's got an ongoing liver issue. Um, and I think that he's probably feeling pain and discomfort. And then he's also got the sudden attack thing, you know, where people will say, well, he's, you know, I reached down and I pet him and then all of a sudden he jumps out and, and, you know, bites me and that kind of thing. Well, that's really commonly seen with pain when cats, you know, have a lot of pain and they're like, okay, I can only take so much of this and you're continuing to touch me and bam. I'm, I'm going to nab you. It's called impulse control aggression, and pain triggers that a lot. So I kind of think that's what my gut is telling me, that this is a pain issue. So I dove a little deeper into the medical side of this and the microhepatica and looking at pancreatitis as well, even though I, I'm not... I'm not sure pancreatitis just goes away, so I'm not real sure that that that's the case. But anyway, I looked into pancreatitis in cats and and what causes it and that sort of thing, and several things jumped out. So, you know, the the big thing about pancreatitis is it makes a cat dehydrated. That the cat is is very dehydrated and dehydration is management of dehydration as a key 
to treating pancreatitis. And then microhepatica, what that means is it's a liver disease, but it means that the liver is small, abnormally small. And there's a lot of things that can happen. There is actually, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to say this, but a hepatic encephalopathy. (laughs) I butchered that. I knew I would. Anyway, it's it's a brain disorder secondary to liver disease. Now, I'm no vet. I'm just researching stuff like you guys can. But if he's got an ongoing liver issue and and the microhepatica is like cirrhosis of the liver, and it does cause pain, by the way, there is abdominal pain associated with that. Now, whether it's steady or not, I'm guessing not from her description. I mean, when a cat you know, ears go down, eyes get dilated, making horrible barking, like vocal noises, rolling into a ball and urinating and defecating on itself. That's, I really don't think that is something that's being triggered by the boyfriend or the boyfriend's presence. I'm sure the boyfriend's annoying the cat because he's new and it's different and it's changed the routine. But I don't believe that that's the trigger. That's a description of a cat that's in extreme duress and, and, and probably experiencing some sort of spasmic, you know, horrible pain in their body. And that's probably related to this liver disease. And, and this brain disorder that's kind of a secondary disorder to the, to the liver disease is very interesting. It, it says that it's primarily caused by an accumulation of ammonia in the nervous system due to the inability of the liver to rid the body of ammonia. All right. Now, dehydration, ammonia. So that leads me to looking at the diet. And boy, let me tell you what, this, this is where I have a real trouble with what some vets recommend. You know, you have a cat with a liver issue and, and a history of pancreatitis and dehydration is a real issue here. Why do we have these cats on dry food? First of all, dry food dehydrates your cats just anyway in a normal healthy cat. But now that you've got a cat with a, a compromised liver and and you're not giving it enough hydration, therefore... I would assume the ammonia levels may be building up in the cat system because the urine is so concentrated, you know, just like with us, when we're dehydrated, our urine gets very concentrated. And I would assume that's the same thing in the cats. And so I, I think that might be an issue. I also read that, you know, the liver is the largest gland in the body and um, has lots of functions. It, 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 um, it produces bile, of course, which is the substance involved in digestion of fats, and it produces a protein in the plasma of the blood, and it's a detoxification of drugs and other chemicals, such as the ammonia in the body. So, I can see why you know, she has some concerns about giving the cat drugs, especially drugs that, that are produced or processed by the liver. In this case, gabapentin isn't one of them. And so, okay, let's assume that my gut is right here. So, what does she do? How do we, how do we get this cat more comfortable? 
So there's several things I would recommend doing. First of all, I would recommend getting the cat on a wet food diet. I would feed it a low phosphate diet, even though phosphate is processed by the kidneys. I would make it, um, you know, a, a clean protein, good protein source. I know a lot of vets also tend to want to cut out the proteins when we're dealing with a compromised liver. But in my experience, I have found that there's nothing better for a cat's health than meat and water, basically. And I do not mean go get your chicken breast and feed them that. I need a complete meal. So raw food may be a little high in protein for a cat with medical issues like this. So I would recommend a very high quality canned food with no grains, no corn, no wheat, no gluten, none of those things that are very hard to digest. And I'd recommend feeding the cat small meals multiple times a day so it's not gorging itself. So the cat's got to get hydration because that's going to help treat everything that's going on with it. I don't know that the KD is the right thing to be feeding the cats uh, personally. Like I said, I think I would just try a very high quality canned food fed in multiple meals a day. Then in Jasper's case, I would go ahead and, and give that gabapentin that the vet is recommending in, in what he suggested. I think it was a half a pill or something like that. Whatever the vet recommends on a two times a day basis for the gabapentin, absolutely give him that. It's going to help to control his pain. If you don't, that's kind of like withholding pain meds from you know someone who's writhing around in pain. So I would absolutely try that. You know, the other thing that was in here that made me think about this was the change in food. You know, she specifically states twice that the aggressive behavior started after the change in food and he was on a stress control food and then they changed it to the KD, which is a kidney food. And that's when the aggression started. So if you like the stress control food and it doesn't have byproducts and corn and wheat and things like that in there, Go ahead and feed that again. Otherwise, there are some commercial brands that are not um, not prescription that I think are going to be just fine. So first thing I'd start to do is change that cat's diet so that we're getting a lot more hydration. Stop feeding the dry food completely, especially since Alice doesn't want to eat her dry food and she's got kidney disease happening. I would definitely go to a low phosphate food. Waruva is a great brand that's, that's very low in phosphate. So the other thing I would do is I would start, because the boyfriend in some way, shape, or form you know, is, is a trigger, and maybe it was just once, maybe the boyfriend was around and then all of a sudden Jasper goes through a pain episode and the boyfriend is there or the pain started while he's in the boyfriend's lap and now the boyfriend is a, a reminder, trigger, and anchor for that pain. So we need to counter condition how the cat's feeling about the boyfriend. So the boyfriend needs to be the person who feeds him the boyfriend needs to be the one who engages in some mild prey play as long as the cat's comfortable and feels good enough to prey play and treat toss and things like that. We've got to reassociate the boyfriend's relationship with Jasper. 
We need to have a paradigm shift in Jasper's thinking about the boyfriend. So boyfriend counter conditioning, that needs to happen. And then the other thing I would do is look at overall at the resources. Now, I didn't get a chance to do that because we haven't engaged in a full consult. Normally, I would either go to the house or do a a video call where I would look at all the cat's resources and try to evaluate, does the cat think there's enough? Because there's enough indication in what she told me in terms of him wanting to butt Alice out of her lap, you know, that kind of thing. There's enough stuff in here that makes me think that on top of the pain, and fear that this cat is probably feeling, he may also be feeling like there's not enough to go around. And by that, I mean, I would look at the litter boxes. Are there three litter boxes in the home? Are they uncovered? Are they to the cat's liking? How many cat trees? How many beds? How many places for them to relax? There always needs to be good rule of thumb is at least one more than numbers of cats. And so I would begin to look at all the resources and make sure that Jasper is not feeling any insecurity about his environment so that he is calm and doesn't have to worry about that. Jasper's 13. He's got some issues here. We don't want him worrying about anything he doesn't need to be worrying about. And I think that is where I would start. Now, in terms of the baby, I think the thing that I I told her in response to was, you need to start preparing now because yes, an, an elderly cat And by the way, before I start talking about the baby, let me just stop at elderly cat. Most cats 13 years of age have arthritis somewhere, somehow, to some degree, kind of like us older people. (laughs) So, you've got to assume that there are probably some other things other than the medical conditions he's been diagnosed with that he might be dealing with in pain. And so, I think all the things we talked about to relieve some of that pain will help might even consider adding some omega-3 fatty acids like fish oil to his food. That's going to help with mobility and joints and things like that. And, and you know, inflammation and, and those types of things. So anyway, baby, let me get back to the baby. This is why I have Dewey co-host. So he keeps me on track. <laughs> so babies, we could do a whole podcast on babies, but Mostly you want to get Jasper ready for what the house is going to, how the house is going to be different. So I always say set up that nursery as soon as possible and let the cats completely explore it so that their scent is on everything before that baby gets there. Pick the products that you're going to use, lotion, baby powder, whatever you're going to use on that child, pick those products now and start using them on yourself so that you smell like the baby and the baby doesn't smell foreign when it comes along. And then there's also uh, sound conditioning, because that's the other thing that's really going to change in the environment. Baby's going to be crying. That's a, that's a very alarming noise to a cat. So, uh, the company iCalm that makes the cat calming music also makes a desensitization track. And it's got babies crying and things like that under undertone. So you could get that, or you could just simply find, you know, um, audio of babies crying and whining and cooing and all the baby noises 
and play it very quietly while you're playing classical music or something over it. And that gets the cats used to those sounds so that when the baby comes in, the sounds aren't jarring, the smell's not jarring. And then the final thing is make sure that, you know, you're going to have a new baby and your life's going to be turned on end and you're not going to have as much time for your cats. You know, everybody says, well, yeah, I will. I'll still spend the same amount of time. Well, you won't. It's a baby. It's going to consume your life on many levels. And so figure out how much time, what that pattern of your day is going to be like and how much time you're going to have to spend with your cats and start decreasing that time now so that it's not sudden when the baby shows up and make time for your cats. You know, every day I'm going to feed four times a day at these times, and that's not going to change baby or no baby. And every day at this hour, I'm going to pray play with my cats. Keep to a schedule and make sure that that schedule is something that you can hold up when the baby comes as we want to keep Jasper's stress as low as possible. So, Well, I think that's all I want to ramble on about this particular case today, but shoot me an email and let me know what you think about this format. I mean, is this boring? Am I just rambling on or was this helpful for you to see kind of how my thought process goes when I I get a case? Aggression cases are very difficult because they're so complex and there's so many moving parts and there's usually things I can't discover in just a bunch of email exchanges in a form that may be affecting the situation. So, it was a difficult one to pick for this kind of thing but I thought we'd give it a shot. So email me, molly at cattalkradio.com and give me your feedback about this podcast. And also, if you have any ideas or suggestions about upcoming topics, I always need those. So please help me out and send me some ideas. And you can help us out also by contributing a donation to Cat Behavior Solutions. We're a nonprofit. There are no salaries whatsoever taken out of Cat Behavior Solutions, and it's very easy to help us out. You can go to catbehaviorsolutions.org, go to the Behavior Boutique, scroll down past the products, and pick a donation amount to send to us. And better yet, pick up some stuff for your cat while you're there. We've got really cool things in the store. And also on the website, I've got a blog. Find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and I post a lot of things there that I don't do a full podcast on. So, thank you for tuning in today and bearing with me in my first ever solo podcast. (laughs) I hope you tune in again. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission. 
reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.